Welcome to the Liberty Block Live. I am Elliot Axelman. Welcome to the Liberty Block Live. This is Elliot Axelman. Before we get started, for those of you watching this on video, I'm going to show you this shirt that I got from Porkfest. It says, I am 1776% sure that no one is taking away my guns. It's from themadstatus.com. Check him out. He has some amazing t-shirts. I saw him at Porkfest. He spoke for a while and flipped through his album of like hundreds of designs and almost all of them were really good, really funny. He's a good libertarian. First thing I want to discuss is a local New Hampshire issue, and then we're going to go all around the country to the Northwest and talk about secession, as we always do. Senate Bill 10 has reportedly passed the House as well as the Senate. Now, we wrote about this bill a few months ago. Let me see when I wrote this article. We wrote on May 7th an article titled, Democratic Bill Aims to Hurt New Hampshire Workers. We wrote about House Bill 186, and we said that it was uh, making its way through the House, but concurrently Senate Bill 10, which seems to be the identical bill, just originating in the Senate, sponsored by six Democratic senators. That one passed the Senate and the House, so now House Bill 186 is relevant. So the bill will be delivered to Governor Sununu. I have no idea when, to be honest. He might... He might uh, sign it or veto it tomorrow morning, Monday morning at 9 a.m. Right now it's it's 11 p.m. on Sunday night on June 23rd. Tomorrow morning he might pick up his stack of papers on his desk and he might see Senate Bill 10 and either sign it or veto it. That's why I'm doing this late at night. I did not plan to do a video or a podcast now, but I'm going to give you all the info in a few minutes to email and call Governor Sununu tonight and tomorrow morning. Not the calls, definitely the emails though to maybe sway him, because I'm sure he's on the fence about this, and I'm sure he's getting pressure from the left to sign this into law. Anyway, Senate Bill 10 would raise the minimum wage in New Hampshire by 66% over the next three years, increasing from 725, which is the federal rate, to $12 an hour. This would make it, this would increase New Hampshire's minimum wage to, I believe, tied for the second highest in the entire U.S. Right now, Washington, D.C. is $14, I believe. And California, Massachusetts, and Washington State have a $12 minimum wage. So this would put us on par with those three states, I believe. Now, as we point out in the article, only 3% of workers in New Hampshire, which is only a few thousand workers, are making $7.25 or less per hour. And you've got to assume that it's it's the youngest and lowest skilled and least experienced workers, of course. Those who, as we know, and, and we've discussed this in the video, the video Kate and I did about what goes into a, a salary of someone, their hourly rate or their income. And it all comes down to the number one factor being value production, of course, and also experience and scarcity. So... This bill would hurt the the lowest skilled, the least experienced workers, of course. By making it illegal, because that's what this does, this is a bill, it would become law. I don't think it describes the penalties, but it would make it illegal to employ anyone for under $12 an hour. 
by making that illegal, you would get rid of the opportunity for someone whose value, as we discussed, value production, and I'll link to that video, if someone cannot produce what an objective employer deems to be $12 an hour worth of work, then they will be unemployable. We often, in, in economics, discuss the, the income ladder. We, we pretty much discuss the, the uh, wages and increasing wages over time for people throughout their career and, and their life and throughout the, the spectrum of, of various workers who make various amounts in terms of a ladder, right? We discuss the, the economic ladder and you increase, you climb up the rungs of the ladder until you, until you, you know, reach the top or as high as you can get and you make more money, right? That bottom rung would be 725 in general, up to eight, nine, 10, and so on and so forth. The people who are 15, 16, 17 years old or 18 or ex-cons or people who are just not that intelligent or people who, who don't want to work hard or whatever it might be, those people are, when they start their, their careers or when they start working, they're on the bottom and they can reach the bottom rung because it's only 725 off the ground so they can reach it. When we cut that out and cut out the next few rungs and we only allow and the ladder only starts at $12 an hour, anyone who whose value production, who cannot produce $12 worth an hour of work cannot get onto the economic ladder. And once they can never get into the workforce because they are just are not worth, they cannot produce that that much value to any employer. They don't have skills. And again, the average 16, 17, 18 year old, the average, hell, the average 25 year old, <laughs> the average 30 year old just doesn't have enough skill and, and experience and, and ability to be able to be worth to, to warrant earning $12 per hour. It's just a fact. I trained for, for years and years, and now I have eight experience, eight years of experience in my career. And I, I did some other stuff when I was younger. But I've also gone to school for a total of, of six months or so, plus another 12 months. And that 12 months was so intense that it was, it was roughly the same amount of school as a, PA, as a PA goes through. So I can make the argument that I have years and years of experience of, of education and then years of experience. That's why I make more than 725. It's just a fact. I got a link to that video because Kate and I break it down pretty well, if I can say so myself. So this would hurt the most vulnerable of workers. That's the bottom line. But not that Democrats care. They uh, they want the economy to suffer. Right now, New Hampshire has the best economy in the country, as we point out in the article. We have the among the lowest unemployment. We have the highest median household income in the entire U.S., number one of all 50 states. We have the highest economic outlook, The among the lowest economic regulation, of course, minimum wage being the most important economic regulation law. Do we really want to be like... States like New York, California, Washington State, Washington, D.C., Massachusetts, and have high economic regulation, low economic freedom, and have horrible, horrible economic statistics. New York State ranks 50th in economic freedom. They also happen to be one of the bottom states in economic success. We are the most successful state in the least regulated. Coincidence? I think not. Anyway, you can... Call Governor Sununu's office starting tomorrow morning at 603-271-2121. And in the article, we have a link to his website. Let me see if it's an easy enough URL. Mm, that's tough. It'll be... Now, nah, it's too long of a URL, too complicated. 
I'll, I'll post a link in the description and show notes and, and comments and all that. So again, you guys got to start tonight, tomorrow morning. He might not pick up the bill and, and sign it into law for another day or week or weeks. I don't know. All I know is that it passed the House and Senate. They finished their conference committee thing. So it's it's going to be delivered to him or it's being delivered right now. All right, what do we have next? Yeah, and, and by the way, I wrote down here, even Trump supports minimum wage. I was just watching some videos before before going live about Trump's many stances of the minimum wage throughout the debates and the campaign season in 2016. He has said uh, pretty much, he's expressed every view on the minimum wage. He's said that he doesn't support any federal minimum wage, I believe. He said he supports this federal minimum wage of 725 as it is. He said he supports increasing it a little, a lot, or a ton, or above $15. I think recently he said, I saw an article recently saying he wants to support it. He wants to increase it to above $15 an hour, even higher than the Democrats want, which is funny and ironic for various reasons. But at some points, he was also telling, I think, Bill O'Reilly in some video I just saw that states should decide, which is, I guess, the least concerning position that he's held. But he's held every position on it. But he, he and Ivanka, of course, support a lot of economic regulation and a lot of big government. All right, let's move, move east to Maine. As per MainExaminer.com, a gun control tsunami fizzles, 12 bills dead. Yeah, I was going to count the bills. Good thing it says that it's 12. So 12 different gun control bills, of course, the Democrats in southern Maine proposed. LD-379, that was going to be create a Class E crime for a gun owner if a person under 16 years of age gains access to their firearm. And uses it in a reckless or dangerous manner. Interesting. LD 516 failed, sponsored by a Democrat. It would establish a statewide voluntary firearm collection day and establish a permanent ongoing program. Yes, yeah, sounds like a buyback or confiscation. Glad that's dead. LD 747, sponsored by a Democrat from Bangor, creates a new civil violations and fines for some individuals who transfer a firearm to a person who is forbidden to possess one. I thought that was ready crime. Interesting. LD 810, sponsored by another. Democrat senator appears to be a rehashed version of 2016 referendum that was defeated in Maine that would have required all transfers of firearms to be approved through a background check. So it criminalizes private sales and, and a whole bunch more. There are 12 of these bills. One of them passed, and I'm not too sure how to feel about it. Of course, any gun control is bad. But the uh, LD1811 did pass, and it seems to be some kind of compromise bill, according to MaineExaminer.com. And it would allow, if if someone were to be taken into law enforcement custody, so I guess arrested, mm -hmm. it would allow for a medical professional to evaluate them and determine if they depose, if they pose a serious, if likely threat of serious harm, their firearms could be confiscated for up to fourteen days until they were they would uh, be determined to either be dangerous or not dangerous by a court. But that does seem like somewhat confiscation or red flag type of law, which, of course, I don't support. But 12 of them were defeated, so that's encouraging, of course, for the purple state of Maine. What do we have next here? Ah, let's go to Oregon. <laughs> I don't know exactly when this issue started. I think this was sometime in June. It might have been as early as, as two, three weeks ago now, to be honest. But I only heard about this issue with the the hashtag Oregon 11 of course the about the timber community and the the carbon taxes and the the enviro fascism proposed by the Oregon Democrats over the last few weeks but 
anyway, I'll give you the story as I know it. We're going to try to reach out to some of the leaders of the Oregon 11 movement of the Timber Unity community and see if we can get someone from Oregon who's in this community to explain to us on the Liberty Block Live at some point in the next few days exactly what's going down in Oregon. Because I don't know much. From what I understand, Governor Kate Brown, a Democrat, and Oregon Democrats who control the, the Senate, and I'm pretty sure they control the House as well. It's uh, just California North. They apparently are, are proposing or supporting or close to passing a, a package of pretty serious, pretty intense, harmful carbon taxes and other uh, limits and restrictions and just environmental fascism, which I call envirofascism. And pretty much the Senate being, I think, 18 Democrats, 12 Republicans, 11 of those Republicans who seem to be from the eastern half of the state where it's more rural and conservative as opposed to the western half where portland is 11 of those republicans have walked out of of the senate so that there's no quorum meaning nothing can be done in in the official capacity in the senate since they don't even have a quorum meaning they they don't have enough numbers they don't have enough of a percentage of the full chamber of 30 senators to to conduct any official business anyway at some point, I think I think it was just a few days ago, Governor Kate Brown, Democratic, Socialist, Fascist, Communist, Authoritarian, Tyrant, pretty much said that these eleven senators need to come back to the Senate so that they can they can allow for a quorum and then vote to, to pass these these massive uh, carbon tax measures. Now, Oregon, as you may know, has a massive logging community. They they um, cut down a lot of trees, and that's a lot of business for. Oregon workers, of course. Now, this these taxes for carbon and all that enviro-fascist propaganda, which is all nonsense, because I'm sure Governor Kate Brown enjoys flying around in airplanes and creating much more carbon than any of us could in our lifetimes. That's what Democrats do. She probably flies back and forth with Obama to the Paris Climate Accord all the time. Anyway, they don't really care that this would hurt Oregon workers. Again, as we said, actually, it's an easy way to tie this into the first part of the video the name of this the name of the article was democratic bill aims to hurt new hampshire workers the url is minimum wage bill kill jobs and the reason i made that the name of my article is because i i am convinced in fact i'm 99.9 percent .9 sure that democrats they don't even propose these bills to control the economy and these quote social justice and environmental bills i don't think the politicians actually are doing it for altruistic reasons. They are not thinking benevolently, benevolently. Maybe a few Democrat voters in their voting base really believe in this global warming propaganda. But again, these people who fly around in airplanes to lecture me about driving my Ford, my really, really economic car that's 29 miles per gallon, they're hypocrites. They just want to destroy the economy with massive envirofascism, as, we, as we've mentioned. Obama used the global warming propaganda. Oh, now I'm gonna get thrown off Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't question global warming. I already got a pretty big strike against the Liberty Block a few weeks ago for questioning global warming. Anyway, Obama used the global warming propaganda crap to pass 4,400 new EPA laws. So obviously it was a good justification. That's why he did it. That's why he used the propaganda. Anyway, the Oregon Democrats and Democrats all over the country, they want to destroy the economy so that they can come in and say, look, our quote capitalist unquote economy has failed we need more socialism 
of course, we're already pretty socialist. We we are roughly as socialist as China. I can make the case that we're more communist than China. Yeah, you might be shocked. But I'm going to try to write that article as soon as I get a chance. I just need the editor-in-chief to start paying me more because <laughs> I, I want to write that article titled, Is America More Communist Than China? Because we actually have more economic regulation, which is the definition of communism and wealth redistribution. Anyway, Oregon wants to destroy the economy so that they can come in and, and provide socialism and, and just totally destroy Oregon and, and destroy the country. Now, anyway, the senators, these 11 senators have, have fled the capital and Governor Kate Brown a few days ago, I believe, authorized the state police to go and, and arrest and bring back those senators to the capitol so that they can have quorum and, and vote and pass these these uh, critical bills that they believe or they're claimed to believe are important to save the environment so that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's um, prediction of us all global warming, boiling us and us drowning in a few years, and 11 or 12 years now, doesn't come true. And these senators are staying strong, actually. It's nice to see some pro-freedom individuals, some Republicans especially, staying strong and keeping their convictions. Anyway, one of these senators, in a quote, pretty much said to a reporter while he was still in the Capitol, seemingly, a reporter asked him about this, and, and he said, yeah, you want a quote? He said, send bachelors and come heavily armed because I'm not going to be a prisoner of the state of Oregon. It's that simple. So seemingly he, and he was a, a former spec ops guy for 30, 40 years. So he doesn't really seem afraid of the state police. And uh, this, from what I understand, and I think the Bundy case, which I think also happened in, in the Northwest, I wasn't following that when that happened a few years ago, but this might be the closest that the U.S. Is, has come in my lifetime to to what could lead to a civil war. This, of course, if neither side gives in, which I don't see either side giving in, this could be the catalyst that sets off the, the powder keg, as historians call the World War I issue that, that set off World War I. Now, as we've been saying for the last few weeks, especially now that we're working with Calexit officially, their Democrats were pro-freedom, conservatives, libertarians. We, we both want California to leave. We, we understand that the United States has to split up We've been talking a lot about secession and splitting up, and I think that Oregon either has to just be given to the Democrats or, or Republicans, or it has to be split. And, and people in Washington, I believe, have been working on splitting Washington and calling, I think, the eastern half liberty and let the western half remain Washington state. But I'm sure there are some movements to split Oregon as well. I'm sure there are some activists who would love to split Oregon because, again, culturally and, and politically and, and Legally and ideologically, they're two different states. Western Oregon is, is Portland and it's Democrats. It's people like those in Seattle and, and Portland, Oregon, and all of California, like LA. And the eastern half is people who are the, the logging community and conservatives who actually believe in hard work and don't fall for the global warming propaganda. So there's already been a, a Facebook group created on June 6th, so two and a half weeks ago. It already has over 23,000 members, <laughs> 23,000 almost 24,000 members. And they were, they were seemingly were created at the beginning of this issue of, of House Bill uh, 2007, I think, and, and 2020, or, or one or the other, or both bills. It's a, it's a, a massive a massive package of, of uh, enviro-fascism. 
So this this group is standing behind them, and they already got a, started a, a PAC, I believe, a political action committee. And they're going to do their best to get rid of Kate Brown, the governor, in November and the Senate Democrats. But again, Oregon is so far left, and it's so so thoroughly Democratic that they might not be able to win. And once once they fail in November and Governor Kate Brown is reelected and the Democrats maintain their their large majority in the in the Senate and House, maybe some of these people will realize that there has to be some kind of divorce between the right and the left in America or or the pro-freedom and anti-freedom crowd or however you want to make the distinction. But the US is at least two different cultures. Remember it's 320, 330 million people. We're all unique individuals, like the Dr. Pepper commercial. We're all unique. There's only one of you, but but there are 50 different states, and every state, I can make the case, has a totally different culture. And I'll remind you guys every day that state and country are synonyms. So yes, there are 50 countries being forced to live under increasingly centralized rule by great people like Trump and Clinton and Obama. Is that really what we want? Or maybe we should let states maybe nullify some federal laws or, or make America states again. So we're going to be discussing the Cal exit movement and secession and splitting of states a lot over the coming weeks. And we'll keep hammering them until, until uh, we actually have some separation and secession and some freedom in this country. We're, we're going to have on some more representatives of Cal exit and other, other secession movements. We're currently working with uh, five or six other groups throughout the country. Anyway, if you want to learn more about the, the, hashtag Oregon 11 or the timber unity, you can go to timberunity.com. That's this group in Oregon. The Facebook group has 23,000 members already. You can go to timberunity.com slash donate. If you want to donate to their political action committee. So they're forming a pact to try to fight back against the Democrats from the Western half of the state, which is, which is full of viral fascists. You can check out their Facebook group, their Facebook page as well. It's hashtag timber unity, I believe. And that's pretty much all we have for tonight. I want to try to come back with, with a few other co-hosts tomorrow night for the the regular podcast and video going forward, hopefully. I'm going to try to start doing this every Monday evening. But thank you very much for staying with us. And please, right now, you've got to get on Governor Sununu. Email him and call him and tell him that he has to veto Senate Bill 10 if he doesn't want to turn this state into New York State or Massachusetts or California or Washington State or D.C., Thank you very much and have a good night.